Hey, what's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Travelmation Podcast, where we talk about all things Disney and more. Now, today we are talking about a little bit of the and more section because we are going to dive into our top reasons that we love Universal Orlando Resort. It's time for Around the World in 80 Seconds, where we give you the latest and greatest news out of Walt Disney World. My news story this week is even though Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party was canceled, Disney's announced some great new updates for the fall season. From September 15th to October 31st of this year, we think you'll be sure to fall in love with Magic Kingdom all over again. You can soak in the aura of Autumn with Main Street USA dressed in fall decor and other seasonal offerings. There will be some bewitching surprises this year, including a special Halloween-themed cavalcade with Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, and Pals wearing their favorite Halloween costumes. And speaking of costumes, you will want to get yours ready. For the first time in forever, guests of all ages can wear costumes during Magic Kingdom's regular operating hours during this time. Be sure to check out the costume guidelines on the Disney World website. Tim, what do you have for us this week? So... At Disney's Beach Club, the Stormalong Bay Pool has reopened, along with Disney's Yacht Club Resort and the Ala and Compass uh, restaurant there at the Yacht Club. And I believe I saw that Ala and Compass is offering in-room dining, which is the first resort to offer that back at Walt Disney World since reopening. So that's a cool thing. If you're there, you may not want to go eat at the restaurant, but you can have it brought to your room. So what about you, Austin? No, that's awesome. I love the Yacht Club. Uh, my news for this week, this is pretty exciting in the sense that I can tell Universal is getting more confident that more people are coming back to the parks. And that is because they have reintroduced date-based pricing. So just like Disney has it, you know, different dates are going to be more expensive or less expensive than other dates. So if you're going in September when crowds are a little bit lower, the pricing per day is going to be a little bit cheaper. Whereas if you're going in December and around Christmas time specifically, then the ticket pricing is going to be a little bit higher. So it's a good thing to know, especially if you're planning your trip and have flexibility with your dates. That way you can go when it's best for you. And that's Around the World in 80 Seconds. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Alston. Hey, it's Christina. And I'm Tim. And we are so excited to be hanging out with you guys today. We have another special guest on the show. I'm going to introduce her in just a second. But here's why we picked this guest. Because like we said today, we're talking all about Universal Orlando Resort. And this guest, she has been... You know, this is on social media. I want to say that I've seen it. It lives on forever when it's on social media. She said this Universal may be her favorite park in all of Orlando. So we're going to have to dive into that. Our special guest for the day, Jessica McKee, Travelmation agent. Welcome to the show. Glad you're here. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Um, that's not a direct quote for what I said on social media, though. So I think that's important to point out. What, what did you actually say? What I actually said was that um, Islands of Adventure might be the best single theme park in Orlando. That, and I think that's that's an important distinction. Okay, that sounds the same to me, though. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a hot take, Austin. So, I mean, that's that's that's, that's debatable right that there. That's definitely a hot take. 
No, it looked like you guys had an awesome trip. So I'm excited. We'll probably hear a lot about that on this episode of the show. So what we're going to do today, we're going to go round robin and basically I'll start kind of give you my top reason that I would love you to stay at Universal Orlando Resort. And then Jess, why don't we toss to you next since you're our guest on the show today? Um, What I'm thinking, like when I think about Universal Orlando Resort, it's really honestly the top distinction from Disney in my mind of why people say that they like it. And that is the prevalence of thrill rides at Universal. And everybody, you can hate on Disney and say they don't have thrill rides. I think that they do. But I really do feel like Universal has gone all in on the thrill rides. And so for me, like when I think about when I'm going to send families there, when I personally want to go there, it's that I want the thrill ride experience all day long. So what about you guys? What do you think? What are your favorite thrill rides at Universal? Um, I love the mummy. That is Mm. even like since I was a kid. I mean, you guys know I'm a Florida girl, so... We grew up going to Disney and Universal. The Mummy has been my favorite since I was a teenager. I absolutely love that ride. And it's not even like one of their most thrilling, but it's fantastic. But it's surprisingly thrilling. Like I did not expect it to be what it was when I got on. And then like halfway through, it was like, Mm -hmm. oh, here we go. We're on a coaster now. This is great. So yeah. Yeah. I'm a big fan of the Hulk. Ooh, a classic. I love the way it just shoots you right out at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, super fun. Tim, you love thrill rides, don't you? I remember. No, not so much. <laughs> I'm not a big thrill ride guy, mostly Hollywood because. Hollywood rip ride? Yeah, I get motion sick. But when we were there in June for Jack's birthday, the whole time, all three days, he wanted me to ride Rip oh, Ride Rocket. So good. And I was like, nope, oh, no. nope. And then the last day, they talked me into it. And I made the rookie mistake of keeping my sunglasses on oh, yeah. oh. that I had just gotten like two months before. And I mean, we weren't even down the first hill and those suckers started flying <laughs> off. And so the rest of the ride, I'm holding my sunglasses in my right hand. My eyes are closed and I was just like, get me off of this ride. But what so, other no, roller coaster, I did, I did love that one what so other much. roller coaster would you wear sunglasses on? <laughs> <laughs> Every roller coaster at Disney, I've never taken them off. Even in California on the Incredicoaster, I keep them on and it's fine. I don't do I don't do other theme park coasters typically, so you know. All right. It's a good learning experience. Jess, what about you? You you a thrill ride fan? Absolutely. Love a roller coaster. Um, my kids talked me into riding Rip Ride Rocket the last time we were there. And I had, no, we are not going to do it. I will not do it. I had a similar experience. I had my park ticket in my pocket mm. and didn't think about it at all on the ride. Totally lost the ticket. It flew out of my pocket. Oh, no. So pro tip, oh, um, take a picture of your park ticket when you nice. get there. You can also scan it into your app. Um, so that you've got it all there in case it flies out of your pocket during Rip Ride Rocket. That's a good tip. One of my favorite uh, YouTube videos is where Jimmy Fallon rides it with Kevin Hart. And I think like he swallows a bug oh, at some point. That was me. That was you on the ride. <laughs> that, that, that was a yeah. live look at me Yeah, on the ride. Hey, Absolutely. well, if you guys love thrill rides, we'd love to know. So make sure you tag us on social media in your ride pictures. All right, Jess, what about you? What is your favorite top thing you love when you think of Universal Orlando Resort? 
I mean, very favorite top thing has to be Wizarding World of Harry Potter. Oh, yes. I mean, that's what draws us to Universal to begin with, at least for my family, because we're huge Harry Potter fans. Oh, yeah. So we um, have been to the in fact, the last time we went, we were celebrating that my youngest son had read all of the Harry Potter books. So we're like to celebrate finishing all the books. Let's go and we'll do a whole Harry Potter experience. That's awesome. Super fun. Yeah. But I love the um, theming of that area. It's so immersive. It feels so much like both the books and the movies Mm -hmm. that if you're a fan, you'll notice little details all over. Oh, yeah. That um, Universal just did a really good job with that. I agree. I feel like. Honestly, Universal raised the bar for Disney, and when they opened Pandora, I don't think Pandora would be what Pandora is had Wizarding World not opened because they really kind of upped the game on theme park immersion. Like, it was not that style until Wizarding World came out. Definitely. I mean, you feel like you are... You just feel like you're there. Like you're in Hogsmeade, you feel in Diagon Alley, you feel like you are there and you are part of the books and part of the movie. And that's just something that, in my opinion, Disney does need to do a little bit better at, you you know, be a little bit better at. But I mean, they knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I would agree. So I got to go to the Wizarding World about a year and a half ago for like a travel agent event. I was only there for like three hours maybe. So saw the highlights in and out quick. Um, but this time when we went, my wife has a Harry Potter mm-hmm. nut. Like she's read the books out loud to our children. We've seen the movies. She's read them multiple times. And so, I mean, we, like you, Jessica, we just spent time in the, you know, wizarding world. I didn't know you could exchange your muggle money for wizard money. So like before Jack did his wand experience, we went to, um, the Gringotts money vault or whatever. And he got to exchange his cash for the wizarding money. Um, and he used that to buy his wand. So like little stuff like that, I was blown away. Like it was so immersive. Um, like it was very impressive. And another cool thing about that was I never did the wand experience before COVID-19 happened. So I guess previously, you had a lot of people in the room at once and only one person would get chosen. Well, now when you go, you go first thing in the morning and you sign up for a return time and it's just you and the experience. And so that was super unique for his birthday to get to go in the room. It was just him. Um, So yeah, I I agree. They knocked, they knocked both of those sections just out of the park. Because the wand chooses you, Tim. You got to remember that the wand chooses you and then (laughs) you have to pay $50 for the wand. So I never never really understood that. Yeah, you have this great experience. And then they're like, oh, you don't have to buy it. But then your kid's like, the wand chose me. We have to purchase this. (laughs) Or you can just get your wand at the store in the airport. That's right. Oh, there you go. Yeah, Yeah, or a a stick outside the theme park in the parking lot. (laughs) We. Oh, look at this wand. It chose me. Um, Did you guys do any of the things where you can use the wand to interact with the different parts of it? The there was the one where you can make it like um the umbrella yeah. like it rains. Did you mm-hmm. do that one, Jessica? Yeah. That's good. That was pretty cool. Yeah. I I just thought that was such a cool way. And it does make yeah. buying the wand worth it, where you're not gonna be able to do that with your stick unless you really have magical powers. But yeah, I thought that was such a That's cool right. way to just take it to that next uh theme park immersion level. 
Fun fact, and this is one of the things I remember from, maybe it wasn't in Iger's book, but I remember hearing about this, is that Disney had the first pass at the Harry Potter property and they didn't do it. And so it's like, that's that's kind of a miss. But I'm curious, I don't know what Disney would have done with it if they had been the ones that got it. Yeah, I think they only wanted to make it like a small piece of Fantasyland Mm -hmm. from what I read. Yeah. It wasn't going to be a whole thing and not not as big. And I think J.K. Rowling was like, no, we're good. And yeah, I, th- I don't think they were so. going to give her as much control as Universal was willing to give. And I think that's why she bounced. But yeah, yeah, it's amazing. Sure. We, Everything happens for a reason. Right. We could do a whole episode just on the wizarding world. We're, we're definitely going to come back there around this round robin. But let's go to you, Christina. What is your top reason for Universal Orlando Resort? I love and I think that there are a ton of perks of staying on property. Um, number one, let's talk about proximity. You can walk from those premier hotels to the entrance of City Walk, um, Islands of Adventure, and Universal. So the premier hotels are Hard Rock, Lowe's Portofino, and Lowe's Royal Pacific. And they include in their stay the Express Unlimited Pass, which if you're unfamiliar with the express unlimited pass it's pretty much like a fast pass except you don't have you don't choose three you can get an unlimited amount of fast pass express passes throughout your day um and in most of the cases that i ever see it is way more worth it to just stay on property and to stay in one of those hotels that include your express pass because the express pass sometimes can be up to $150 per day. So per person, per person, per person per That's day. That's crazy. Yeah. So it's that to me is like the top reason that I would stay in one of those preferred ho- uh, premier hotels. No, that's a great point. Honestly, when, you know, Disney, you have the three pa- fast passes that everybody gets or you used to before COVID, which is right. nice. It's, you know, kind of spreads it out for everybody. But at Universal, if you're willing to pay that premium, then you do. You get to skip the lines on everything. And if you start to compare that price-wise, those deluxe, those premier resorts really do balance out if you're willing to, if you were going to buy the Express Pass anyway. I've never done the Express Pass, though. Have you guys done the Express Pass? I love the Express Pass. Mm-hmm. It makes your day so flexible. You don't have to schedule out things and your your experience is just better in the park when oh, you've yeah. got the Express Pass. You're not spending time just waiting. You get to do everything you want that day. That's awesome. Yeah, I would agree. Um, one of my favorite things has to do with Christina's um, and ties into the Express Pass. So when we went, we stayed at the Hard Rock Hotel and we were just blown away. Like it was an amazing resort. Um, but having that express pass included like time is money. Mm -hmm. And so not only were we able to experience everything we wanted to in the parks, we were done every day by like one or two. And so we got, we got to go back to the resort and experience this amazing pool. Like me and Mallory said, probably at least three or four times, we felt like we were at an all inclusive resort there at the pool. It was um, I mean, super well manicured, all of the landscaping, zero entry. Uh, they had the sound, like the music that was playing. It was also playing under the water. So wow, Jack thought awesome. that was really cool. That's the best. Um, yeah, it was super neat. And then the waiters there, 
were super flexible. They were around the pool bringing you your food and drink. They would even hand you your drinks in the pool, which if you ever go to Disney, that's a yep. big no-no. But there, they didn't seem to care. Um, and so just, you know, typically, if you're having to wait in line all day for everything and you paid to stay at a nice resort, you may not get to experience the pool. But we'd had, we had plenty of pool time every day because of that express pass. Um, so that was pretty cool. Um, to just get to be able to do everything. That's awesome. Tim, why don't we just stick on you? What would you say is the top reason you love Universal? Um, I like, similar to what she was saying, just it feels more like a bubble. Like if you've ever been to Disneyland mm-hmm. Resort, where when you get there, you don't, like I didn't get in our car the whole time we oh, were there nice. at Hard Rock. Where even at Disney, like there may be a time where we're going to Animal Kingdom and we're like, you know what, let's not take the bus. We'll just drive, which is fine. Um but I mean, we could walk everywhere. You could walk to both parks. You could walk back to your resort. Um, and it was just super, super convenient. Um, and it just felt like an escape. And so I really like that, that even City Walk, all of the restaurants and dining there are super close by. Um, so that was probably my favorite thing was just the convenience. Of yeah, everything. I actually had that on my list too. Just even between the two parks, Islands of Adventure and Universal Orlando, just being so close between those two gates actually makes park hopping, you know, that extra benefit of it. And I mean, one of you might talk about the train and the cool things that you can do park hopping on the train, but you're right. When you can park hop that way, it makes the cost jump worth it. So I'll I'll just piggyback off of yours there. I would say the proximity of the park hopping and with city walk, that is a huge benefit. Um, for uh, Universal. One of mine, this is a small one, but it's such a a big one at the same time, is I love butterbeer. I mean, it is so good. (laughs) It is, I would say it is the best drink that I've had in Orlando. And that is high praise. But I just, I love the recipe. I love, um, and the the non-alcoholic version, I don't even know if they, maybe they have an alcoholic version. I just want to be the little kid Harry Potter that is trying the non-alcoholic butter beer. He can't drink. He's not 21. And it is so good. I remember the first time I had it. It's actually a terrible story because I had it right before I went on the original Harry Potter attraction. That was a mistake. Pro tip, don't do that because you will get sick. (laughs) Um, But the butter beer, oh my goodness, it's so good. I prefer it iced, not the, um, you know, icy frozen kind but what about you guys what's your favorite type so i actually do like the frozen one it tastes like a butterscotch icy and it's just really refreshing in the florida heat so i do like that one over the regular cold or even the hot one during the winter so i'm not a fan I'm not a big fan of butter beer, actually. What? You don't like blue I said, milk I'm not or a butter fan, beer? Only because, <laughs> correct. It's just very sweet. I don't like overly sweet things um, okay. in general. Like, I'm not a big dessert guy mostly. Um, and so, like, if I have butter beer, like two or three sips and I'm good. Like, mm-hmm. I cannot drink a whole thing. Um, so, it's just, you know, not my favorite thing. Jessica, so. tell this person he's wrong. <laughs> he's wrong. Jessica looks very confused. Yeah, I'm concerned <laughs> a little bit. Um, I think my favorite drink for butter beer would be hot. Have you tried that? I've not had it hot. Ooh. Maybe you'd like that. I have not. It is so creamy and so rich. It's delicious. But if I'm, do they serve that year round? Because I don't remember seeing it in June. 
No, I don't think so. Not that I would have wanted hot butter beer in June. Tim also drinks iced coffee year round. So it's not good. (laughs) That's true. We could do a whole episode on that. (laughs) It's another show. (laughs) Yeah. The coffee episode. That's coming. coming. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Okay, but my favorite, favorite butter beer is the ice cream. Have you had that? No. See, this is why we brought you on the show. You know all the things. You have to go to the ice cream shop in Diagon Alley and do the the butterbeer ice cream. It's like a soft serve. It is so good. You've got to do that. That Change your life. Now, do they have a waffle cone that you can put it on? Yes. It's oh, actually a wizard's oh, hat. Okay. I'm just go kidding. Back. That no. is not a fact. No, I made not. that up, but <laughs> no, it's a it's great not. opportunity. You should capitalize it on <laughs> it universal. Listening. That's a good marketing opportunity, yeah. Put it in a wizarding hat. All right, Jess, what's your next one? What do you love? The 3D rides in Universal are actually really great. Yeah. Um, our very favorite one is Spider-Man. Um, the Still way so good. that they have done the 3D in conjunction with the mechanisms of the ride itself so fun. Nope. I have not ridden rides like that anywhere else but at Universal. And I feel like they have a few 3D rides. What are some of the other ones that they have? Um, Escape from Gringotts is probably my very favorite one. Oh, that one's so cool. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite. That was going to be one of the things on my list was just to go even deeper into into immersion. Gringotts, the ride itself, when you go down the elevator quote unquote down an elevator you really feel like you're going down all the way to the bottom of this bank and it's just the it's the coolest coolest thing that is like that was actually going to be on my list of how far and how deep they go into the immersion and it's on that ride no but they they do the 3d ride so well like you see it in spider-man you see this in harry potter in the forbidden journey it's not just you in front of a screen with the glasses. A lot of times it's you moving with the mechanism. And that's what I think takes it to that next level where it goes from being a 3D ride to more of a 4D ride. You're mm-hmm. in all the experience. And I don't mean 4D like they added smell to the ride. <laughs> it's 4D like you're moving. There's a screen. You're moving a different way. There's a screen. Um, and that's what will get you sick if you drink butterbeer before you go on the forbidden journey. It's forbidden yep. for people who've just drank butterbeer. So <laughs> don't do that. <laughs> Those are great. Christina, what's yeah, your next one? I think my next one would be City Walk. So again, much like what we have in Disney, Disney Springs, but it's right next to the theme parks. So it's sometimes on your way back to the hotels, you have to walk through City Walk. So City Walk is a lot of restaurants, a lot of entertainment, shopping, that kind of that kind of thing. A couple of my favorite restaurants there are Toothsome's Chocolate Emporium and mm. Cowfish. Um, Toothsome's Chocolate Emporium is it's a fun interactive experience. Actually, the food is delicious. It, mm. It's not just the desserts that are over the top, but they do have these characters walking around in this steampunk type um, garb. And... They walk around to your tables, and I don't know how it is now because I haven't been in the age of COVID. I am going um, in October, so I can report back, but I love that place. I think the food is delicious. The desserts are over the top, and um, Jessica, what do you think about Toothsome's? Uh, It's probably my favorite restaurant in all of Orlando. I love it. Wow. Um, We have been since COVID, and... um, it's very similar. Um, the The characters don't come to your table anymore. You know, like it's it's like other character dining that you've been to um, since COVID. But um, my very favorite 
dish there is the gnocchi with the mole sauce. Have you tried that? Oh, no, so I don't so think good. No, My son not. and I have been trying to replicate the recipe since we <laughs> had it, and we've not gotten it yet. We keep trying different mm. things, but so good. That's what I'd recommend trying. Okay, I will try it. Yeah, I haven't been there, but it sounds awesome. And this is why we're doing this episode, is you find all these different things that maybe you've never tried before. And Jessica, like she just said, this is her favorite restaurant in I Orlando. Like it. All the things that are in Epcot, all the things that are in Animal Kingdom, she just claimed Toothsome is her favorite restaurant. So <laughs> California Grill. No. I mean, I mean wow. I trust California her, California Grill, I get a steak. It just yeah. like I get a steak everywhere else. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's a great view. But the, the food that I get there is just like everywhere else. It's, some, it's unique. Fair I enough. like that. I'm going to try it. I'm going to try it. Tim, what you got? We ate at Tusum as well, Jessica, and it was fantastic. I had like a some sort of pasta dish that had truffle in it, mm. and it was really good. So good anything with truffle, anything I just with truffle. Anything so, with truffle. Um, anything. Um, another restaurant we've eaten at, at CityWalk that I really liked was Antajitos, the Mexican restaurant. Mm. Um, it was really fantastic. The food was great. And they had – now, this was pre-COVID, so again, I don't know if it's happening now, but they had like a live mariachi band playing on stage. Um, and that was super cool. Um, and they were dressed up, um, in really cool costumes and all kinds of stuff. So it was kind of like dinner and a show. Um, so that was pretty cool as well. Um, when we got to see, see that while we were eating dinner. So I would recommend that one too. Lots of really good places to eat there. Even Margaritaville, you know, good old Jimmy Buffett's. (laughs) It's a classic. No, honestly, though, in CityWalk and in Universal, you do, you have great dining options. And I'm going to spark a little bit of controversy here because we like to do that on this show. Um, But one of the most revered Universal places (laughs) is Voodoo Donuts. And I would say this doesn't fall on the top reasons I would visit Universal. I think we've got better donut places here in Sugar Hill, Georgia. But I do know that it has its fan club. So I want to I want to duke it out. Who loves Voodoo Donuts on this podcast? I love Voodoo Donuts. Tell me why. They've got a giant chair outside that your kids can take pictures in, and that's cool. <laughs> that is you can't cool. do that in Sugar Hill, Georgia. I can't. <laughs> also, has nothing but you can't to do with eat the chair, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> you can't eat the chair. That's right. No, that wouldn't be good. What's not to love? It's donuts. No. They're delicious. It's Why donuts. Are we mad? I'm not mad. I just well, I don't know that I would call them the best donuts I've ever had, and I feel like that's what people post about when they go there. That's what I think Voodoo Donuts is. I don't think it's actually the, a very high quality product. I think it's more Instagrammable, and I think yes. that it's it's that's pretty good. to the eye. So I like Voodoo Donuts. Is it the best? Are they the best donuts I've ever had? No. <laughs> but they're still delicious, and they are very pretty and Instagrammable, as we say. We will give it – I'll settle for giving it the I've, award of most Instagrammable donut place <laughs> in Orlando. It's a, I mean, carrying around that's that right. big pink box. I think, that's cool. Right. Yeah, that yeah. is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the pink box is cool. I think the best donuts I've had there are just like the plain ones. Mm-hmm. Like all of the crazy ones just weren't that great. So – I think if you're going to go, just get, you know, Mal likes the like strawberry frosted one. I don't know. I like they had like a spicy chocolate one that we really liked because that was kind of outside of the box. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah. Yeah. Jessica, what's your favorite voodoo donut? 
Um, I think there's one with bacon on top, uh, and yeah. any donut with bacon on Ooh, top, I'm agree. happy with. Yeah, like maple, that would be my bacon. choice. There you Something go. That like that. Good. Yeah, I love a good maple bacon donut. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we'll go round robin one more time. I've got one more that's on my list, and this is one that I cannot wait for Disney to steal the access to this. But one of the reasons that I love Universal is that they have Marvel represented in their parks. And so we know it's coming, hopefully, I mean, if they finish the construction ever in Disneyland on Avengers Campus. But for right now, Universal holds the rights to Marvel on the east side of the Mississippi. And so Disney can't add those properties to their theme parks. And so Universal's got the rights to Spider-Man, which is my favorite superhero of all time growing up. And so even though which is so crazy. Universal's not allowed to update their Marvel attractions, but I still feel like that Spider-Man attraction, like you said, it's held its weight for so long and it's because Spider-Man is awesome. And so Mm -hmm. the fact that they have them, they have X-Men, they have Hulk, they have Dr. Doom's free fall. Like those are things that as a kid, I just got so excited about. And I do feel like Disney's made up some ground in the young boy market but before they, you know, had Star Wars and Marvel, Universal just dominated that space. So one of my favorite things about Universal is Marvel. And I love the Marvel characters and properties being in the parks. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, Jessica, give us what is your last one? What is your top reason you love Universal? I've got one more that is kind of specific, um, but it's a new show that they have just opened that is the Born Stuntacular. Mm. Just opened on June 30th. We got to see it last time we were there. It is actually amazing. Um, they've got this huge LED screen that's behind all of the performers and the actors. There's a helicopter. They're jumping around. It's got all these moving pieces. It actually was incredibly impressive, even for my techie husband. He was trying <laughs> to figure out how they did everything and... Um, it was just a really great show. I've heard such good things about that show, but I haven't been down there to see it since it opened yet. Well, I'll definitely, when I go in October, I'm definitely going to go see that. You've convinced me, Jessica. Thank you. <laughs> I was impressed, too, that they were able to pull off releasing a show in the middle of a pandemic. Right. I mean, they... Yeah. That is they impressive. Were, you know, they were wearing masks, and they, you know, you could tell that they had adjusted some of the stunts and some of the blocking, but... To be able to do that in the midst of everything else that's going on, super impressive. That's awesome. I love it. All right, Christina, what's your final pitch for Universal Resort? Well, it's not happening this year, unfortunately, but Halloween Horror Nights deserves Mm -hmm. a heck of a shout out. That's true. Um, That is just something as a teenager that when I have memories of growing up, Halloween Horror Nights is one of those memories. It is some of the most fun you could have as an older child, um, teenager, young adult. I can't even explain. I mean, the characters are fantastic. The haunted houses that they have are fantastic. Um, but that they deserve such a big shout out. It is definitely a shame that this year it's not happening, but we understand and we know that they're going to do next year bigger and better for sure. What do you guys think about Halloween Horror Nights? Have you been? I've never been. I will admit, even the commercials scare me. (laughs) Too much of a chicken. (laughs) The first time I went, 
I may or may not have peed my pants. <laughs> no, you did. I was like, I was did like you well. just announce that on a podcast? <laughs> on a podcast. That's amazing. This, this, younger. This will different. live on forever. I was like 12 or 13, and it was the year of the chainsaws, and oh I was walking out. No, nope. I was walking out of a store. I can't believe I'm saying this. I may edit this out later. Nope. But I was walking out of the store and the store was like the storefront was actually on a corner. So I walked out of the storefront and around the corner came a guy with a chainsaw and just went and I I peed. (laughs) (laughs) What else to tell you guys? But that's what happened when I was like 12 or 13 years old. So that's amazing thank you for sharing that moment with us thank you so much christina um tim please tell me you have a story that can that can follow that as you round out why you love universal i've never been to halloween horror nights and i've never peed my pants at universal but i do have one more thing to talk about so um the one thing that i had left on my list was kind of the opposite of the resorts we've talked about are there um they're more value resorts. Uh, for us as a family of six, mm-hmm. it's always really difficult to find somewhere for us, A, to stay, and B, somewhere that's semi-affordable for all six of us to sleep. Um, but between their Cabana Bay Resort and then the new Endless Summer, they have the Dockside and the Surfside Inn and Suites. Yeah. Um, I mean, like I'm looking online right now at the Dockside Inn and Suites. The standard rooms start at 79 bucks a night. And the two bedroom suites start at 120 bucks a night. Like, you can't even That's get incredible. like you can't get into an art of animation family suite for under 400 bucks a night in like a good time. You right. know what I mean? Um, sometimes it's like 500 bucks. So that's that's a really great value as far as being on property, getting the early park admission, being close, having the transportation. Um, so, so to me, that's a that's a really great option um, for families, especially larger families. Yeah, I would argue that their value resorts don't feel the same level as like a Disney value resort carries. And that's no knock to the Disney value resorts. I love those. Um, But I would say the universal version of a value resort kind of is more on that moderate category where Disney would Mm -hmm. claim it. Um, And while we're talking about rooms, because I know that you've booked this for someone, um, Talk a little bit about those amazing suites that they have at some of the different resorts. Like I know they have the Minion Suite and the yeah, Jurassic a, Suite. Yep, there's a Jurassic Park uh, kids suite. There's a Minions family suite that's all decked out and all the Minion stuff. They have a lot of really unique rooms. Um, and even at some of the nicer resorts, they have like a Rockstar Suite um, at the Hard Rock Hotel. And you can have like a guitar delivered to your room. Um so lots of cool things, but yeah, going back to your point, like Cabana Bay is a value resort, but they have a Starbucks in the lobby. They have a bowling alley. Like they have a really cool pool with a lazy river. Like, I mean, that's, that's pretty amazing for those prices. So yeah, lots of really cool options to stay there for sure. They've really stepped it up. I think probably in the last five years or so in the resort game. That's awesome. Well, Guys, this has been so good. I feel like if you're listening to this episode in the last 30 minutes, we've really given you a bunch of reasons to consider taking a day, maybe two days, maybe even relocating your hotel 
over to the Universal side of Orlando. And there's really great things to experience over there. And so one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this, this is not a plug for Travelmation, but just goes to show that we are a Disney and more agency, is that we just became a you preferred agency, which means that we've kind of got that new distinction as a seller of Universal Orlando Travel. So if you're considering it, any Travelmation agent can help you and can help you plan a great trip with a lot of the things that we've talked about in this episode. Uh, Jess, the queen of Universal, thank you for being here on the show today. Thanks for your wisdom. Thanks for telling us about Toothsome, the best restaurant in Orlando. Any final thoughts from you as we wrap up today? Um. I definitely am looking forward to, I think, Tim, we've got to take you and get you some butterbeer ice cream. That's right. Um, And I just appreciate you guys having me. This is fun. Thank you. Awesome. Well, we will talk to you guys real soon. Bye, everyone. See you guys. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Travelmation Podcast. And now it's time for Trivia with Tim. Last week's question was, what was the second theme park to open at the Walt Disney World Resort after the Magic Kingdom? Congratulations to our winner this week, Sandy Lanning, who had the correct answer of Epcot in 1982. And now for this week's question and your chance to win some exclusive Travelmation swag. What year did Universal open its first Orlando theme park? To submit your answer, just head over to travelmation.net slash trivia to enter. And we will reveal the answer and winner on next week's episode. See you real soon.